Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Good morning church. For all of those who are thinking you're in the wrong place this morning, you're in the right place. Why am I church? How did I get here? Doesn't really matter. You got here, and then you're in the right place. Not kind of sure what you're feeling, what's going on. It's the feeling of God. He's the feeling of goodness, and He's the feeling of love. And some of us, it's been a long time between drinks. Things have dried up, run out, run low. So we just got to soak it up. It's called osmosis. Thank you, Abraham. (laughs) The absorption of the environment into ourselves, it's the sponge effect. The Lord is spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We've got to get more freedom in us than we've got bondage in us. We've got to get more freedom in us than depression in us. More freedom in us than despair in us, than hopelessness in us. And that is why being in church every Sunday is so important. Because every Sunday I have faith for you. Every Sunday I'm believing for you. The whole pastoral teams, everyone's believing for you that as you step through the doors of this church, if you've got kids, as you put them in kids' ministry and as mums and dads, you stand in worship and you're holding hands or maybe you're not holding hands because it was one of those mornings, but you start holding hands because things are improving. We are so, we're getting the God's freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom and we, gotta, we just soak Him up like putting that sponge in the bucket. It's so rigid and immovable and hard, stuck in its ways. It's amazing what water does to it. Comes out all, you know, floppy and droopy and and overflowing with what it was immersed in. Some of us are just a little bit rigid, a little bit stuck in our ways, a little bit dried up. Just just need to be immersed, like some are going to be tonight, water baptized, immersed in the fullness of what Christ has to offer. And if we're united with Him in His death, how much more shall we, we be united with Him in His resurrection? And we die and we rise up, set free, fired up. So if you are getting water baptized tonight, good on you. If you haven't decided yet, you should get water baptized. If you got saved last week or this month, you should get water baptized. If you're a young person, you should get water baptized. If you're old, you should get water. You should just get water. If you feel that when you hear the word of the Lord, do not harden your hearts as they did in the day of the rebellion, just be obedient. Just be like, yes, Lord, the most powerful word in the language of the world is amen. The sound of agreement. 
If two or more agree on anything in my name, it shall be done. That is the power of saying yes. That is the power of agreement. That is the power of a collective, unified voice. It is an unstoppable force in your life, in your marriage. Just get a yes with your husband or get a yes with your wife. Stop arguing about everything. Just start agreeing about everything. You're a XYZ. Yeah, I know. But so are you. Yeah, I know. Well, let's just get on with it then. Seven agree- agreement. Man, you're so stupid when you did that. Yeah, I know. It's a real. Was, I know. You've got a whole lot of unchurched words just scrolling through. Yeah, I was dumb. And, you know, I was stupid. And Sarah's shaking her head. Yes, you nod your head down. <laughs> When we agree, when we just simply say yes to God, it is the game changer. So often we sit with this this posture of prove it. Prove it, prove it, prove it. He's like, I want to, but you're the blockage because you keep saying no. Just say yes, and then a river will flow through your life. Just say yes to the Spirit of God, yes to life, yes to revival, yes to getting saved, yes to giving my life, yes to repenting. Yeah, Just agree with God, and you will find the, the, the drapes of your life get torn open. And there's, you've been living in a 90-square-meter, three-bedroom house, and he's like, you need to get outdoors and run in the fields of eternity and run under the the blue sky of my favor and let the gentle breeze of my spirit blow in your hair and, and get it out of your vision and blow it back off. You look better with your hair back than you do over you. Let me just breathe those cares and those concerns off your life. Just say yes to the Spirit of God. Just say yes, God. I'm ready. Yes, I'm available. Yes, I'm broken. Yes, I've got issues. Yes, I'm depressed. Yes, I know, but I'm saying yes because every promise ever made is yes in Christ Jesus. And it is you that the yes is spoken through. Jesus is already saying yes. He's like, just agree with the promises I have over your life. Just spend more time saying yes to my promises. Your life will do a U-turn. You're going down no hope lane. You turn around, you're now going down Freedom Highway, and it's four lanes wide, and there's no traffic. You just hammer down, wide open throttle. I've got sign language for the band. It goes W-O-T, wide open throttle. Just, just go there. Congratulations to Malcolm and Carla. Getting engaged, yes, last night, Evan. Sorry. Woo, come on. Woo, Jesus. Yes. Tell you, never actually met Carly yet, so sorry, but welcome to see, welcome to the family. <laughs> Man, we got a marriage night on Tuesday night, and I, I'm telling you, the best thing for old love is new love. Best thing for old lovers is new love. So congratulations, guys. So thrilled for you. Best thing for old life is new life. Congratulations, Hadley and Chrissy Vanderningle on the arrival of Chloe Grace. Yes. Woo! 
More babies. And uh, congratulations to every single one of you on generously giving so we, can pu- we could purchase the new sound equipment. You gave very, very generously. I think we got like seven or $8,000 a couple of Sundays ago. That was a huge green light for us to purchase the equipment. It's not here yet. Hopefully next week it'll arrive and we'll install it. So um, you guys just always, we set the bar reasonably high and then you leap it like, was that all? And we're like, oh man, like, it's a good lesson of faith for your pastors. Um, but you guys, so generous, so fabulous. God is good. You're going to bounce out of the room this morning, I'm telling you, I can feel it. Such an incredible communion message, such a great wrap up. Every promise, I agree with it. I agree with it. I say yes, Jesus, this morning. Every promise over my life. Stop agreeing with yourself and start agreeing with God. I'm terrible at agreeing with myself. Honestly, I have the most stupid ideas (laughs) and the most stupid thoughts about myself. What are you doing? And, you know, you're not the man for the job. And, Oh, and I think, oh, yeah, that's right. I said that to that person the other day, and I didn't see that person at the supermarket. And, oh, you, you know, around it goes. I know it happens for me, happens for you. Just don't agree with it. Doesn't mean it's not entirely true. We do do some dumb stuff, but failure is not fatal. Failure is not fatal. Just get back up. Just get back up. We just call it the two-step. Just start and keep going. Just start at the journey. What The thing that God started in me, He's going to finish it. I'm just going to keep going. I have zero doubt in God's Word. I have zero doubt in God's ability. I have zero doubt that the good work that God began in me, He will bring to completion, and the good work that God has begun in you, He will bring to completion. I'm just going to agree with it every day, even on the days when it doesn't look like it, or the days it doesn't feel like it, or the days I don't want to agree with it. Just say yes, Y-E-S. I'll just pray quick. Jesus, we thank you. This is a uh, sovereign moment. So much of you in the room that you're so deeply interested in us. And yes, we gathered corporately, but uh, you know every child that's at the table. You know if they're gluten-free or nut allergy or vegan or, you know, whatever. You know our kinks and our quirks. You know everything about us. And in this moment, you see us. Your Bible says one day we will, f- we will know just as we are making a hash of this. But anyway, it says that we are fully known right now in our present tense. One day we'll know in full just as we are already fully known. God fully knows you and he wants your company. Isn't that a good thing? God bless these people. Amen. Uh, thank you, team. If you brought your Bible this morning um, or have a, a phone with a, a Bible app on it, 
you can open it. And um, I'm reading this particular passage of Scripture out of the New King James Version. And it's a piece of Scripture out of the Old Testament, out of the book of Zechariah. Zechariah was a prophet. He was a man that heard from God and then told people what God had told him. And we're just going to look at some Scripture this morning real quick. Um, Zechariah 4, chapter 1. And we are in this series called Awake and Listening. Uh, And the title of this morning's message, I've just titled it, Beat the Bully. Today, I want to help you beat the bully. The bully that maybe is yourself, the bully that maybe is your past, the bully that is maybe your present, the bully that is maybe your depression or your self-awareness or your self-esteem. And uh, we are going to beat the bully. We're going to kick him to touch this morning. You don't need to live with someone beating you up all the time. You need to live with Jesus Christ who took the beating so you don't have to. But Zechariah, in Awaken Listening, it, uh, it says this, Zechariah 4 verse 1. Then the angel of the Lord talked with me. Oh, then with the angel of the Lord who talked with me returned. He obviously wasn't done. And he woke me up like someone being awakened from a sleep. And he asked me, what do you see? So here's Zechariah. And the angel of the Lord comes to him to speak with him. But he doesn't speak with him in words. He's speaking with him in a vision. That he's speaking to him through his eyes, but not just not the eyes in his head, the eyes of his spirit. He's like, I've got something to show you that is not of this world, so you can't see it with your earthly eyes. You've got to see it through the eyes of your spirit. That God wants to speak to your life to show you something that you would hear what he is saying that to speak to you through imagery, that you would then begin to hear what God has to say to you. So the angel of the Lord talked with me, and he who talked to me returned, and he woke me up like someone being awakened from a sleep. It doesn't say that he was sleeping. It just says that he encountered the angel of the Lord in such a, a tangible way. Such a, it was such an encounter that it was like he was asleep and someone had woken him up. It doesn't say that he was asleep and was woken up, but he says it was like I was asleep. Like I was just in a twilight zone, like I was living my life in a daydream and then God turned up in my life and woke me up. And he asked him a question, what do you see? That God was asking him ahead of time and inviting him into that which he had already prepared for him. There was a vision, a destiny, a dream, a reality that already exists in God's kingdom that he was waking up the prophet to see what God had already prepared for him to see. He just had not yet seen it. Simply, he was not awakened to that which what God wanted to show him. He was just going through the motions. Of, maybe in, in, if we translate this into the modern world, he was just going through the motions of life. I remember going through the motions of algebra at school. Man, I was, I was better at it 
maths than I was at English at least, but I remember sitting there with Mrs. Wright in Carmo High School, and it was just a challenge. Like, my God, trying to, why, why do we need A's and B's and math? Why don't we just put the, the actual number in there? And then, then one day I just, I woke up. I'd been in that class for six months, and it was like I'd been asleep. I wasn't asleep, but it was like I'd been asleep, and I just did not get it. And then one day, just totally out of the blue, I synced up with algebra, and it was like I woke up to this problem-solving strategy that algebra is. And I was like, where have I been for the last six months? I've sat and I'd listen and I just didn't get it until one day I got it. And it wasn't that algebra was just created. It has existed for a long time. But one day I just got the memo that this is, and I saw it, that A is a substitute for a random number. But if you work do the the, the thing, you, you can figure it out. And it was like I was asleep, but I woke up to this problem-solving strategy. And I think some of us, maybe many of us, are just kind of going through life and going through the motions, and, and we're present, but we're not awake. Like I was in class, I had a tick next to Mark Daniel Percy. He was present in class. He was there, but I was not awakened to what the class was trying to teach me. And then one day, it was like the light came on. And this is the whole drive behind being awake and listening anticipating every day, living with a hopeful expectation that God is going to speak to me, that God is going to show me something, that God is working on my behalf, that God has gone before me, therefore I can confidently walk into the future and into the day or into the problem or into the conflict or into the, the marriage dispute or into my singleness. I can confidently keep walking um, into the, the pathways of life because God has gone before for me, and we are going to be awake and listening for when God is going to speak to us. Sometimes it's just a process of faithfulness. May not have happened yet, but I aren't going to quit. I may not have had the breakthrough yet, but I'm not going to give up on my faith. I may not have had the miracle that, I, that I'm praying for yet, but it's the miracles in the making, and I'm not going to leave the table while God is in the kitchen. I'm going to keep turning up to church, and we're going to keep coming as a family, and I'm going to keep going to prayer meeting. I'm not going to quit because God never quit on me, and I'm not going to quit on Him just because He hasn't worked it into my timeline or my framework or my theology or my my doctrine or my, you know, church experience to this current day, I'm not going to quit believing while God is still making a miracle on my behalf. Don't walk out of the restaurant and then you're, for your, before your main course lands on the table. And sometimes the, the tension is in the timing. But God is stretching you. God is increasing you because if we want the new thing, He's like, you've got to have the capacity to carry it. So let, this, let the new wine stretch the skin. Get the capacity because the new day that is coming is going to require men and women of capacity to carry the new thing. You can't carry it. That's what they, they put the ark 
of the covenant on a trolley behind donkeys. You can't carry the presence of God. It's got to be carried on men and women, and they did it, and it was a catastrophe. The, the capacity and the strength to carry the new thing that God is going to So the angel of the Lord talked with him and woke him up like someone was awakened from his sleep. And I believe God is waking people up this morning that you can see the new thing. It may not be tomorrow that it happens, but it's going to pull you with faith into the future and a hopeful expectation of all that God has for your life, your marriage, your business, your whatever you hold uh, in your governance. And he's going to wake you up like someone you've people have walked in and you've it's like you've been asleep and God has woken you up to see the possibilities and the potential in your life so he wakes them up and then it, it jumps down from Zechariah 4 to um Zechariah 6 he says so he said to me this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel speaking through Zechariah to Zerubbabel now note this it's not very often you get two people with a name starting with Z in the same sentence this is truly a move of God. Like Zechariah and Zerubbabel working together. It's a miracle. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. This is the word of the Lord to you this morning. This is what this message is about. This is how you beat the bully. This is how you get over it. This is how you get through it. This is how you keep going through it, even when there seems to be no end in sight. How do you get through the marriage that's just every just seems to keep blowing up? How do you get through the depression? How do you get through the addiction? How do you get through the, the doubt? How do you get through the problem? He says this, and Zerubbabel was about to start a huge project on behalf of an entire nation. He was about to rebuild a temple for a, a group of people who had had no home for years and years and years and years. Their city was destroyed. They were taken as captives to another land, and now the small group was returning to rebuild what they once had, and this was the temple. This was a massive project. And the word of the Lord, so he said to me, and this is the word of the Lord to you, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. By the power of the Holy Spirit, not by more effort, not by more strength, not by more worldly strategies, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. This is the word of the Lord to you this morning. Not by might. How am I going to do this, God? I've got to rebuild a temple that is on par with your glory. And I know how, what the first one was like. It was pretty good. And I have to do that, but maybe more. How, how am I going to fix up this marriage? How am I going to fix it? How am I going to get out of this problem? How am I going to negotiate this relationship thing? How am I going to get through this season of life that just seems like an, an endless valley? Well, as long as there's no end on it, just keep going. He says to you, it's not by might, it's not by a power, but it's by my spirit, 
How do I beat the bully in my life? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. And then it says this, and this is why I've chosen the New King James Version. It says, who are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? Who are you, depression? Who are you, bully? Who are you, conflict? Who are you, debt? Who are you, suicidal thoughts? Who are you, who are you before Zerubbabel? Who are you? You will become level ground. Don't live with an elephant in the room of your thinking any longer. He says, name it and speak to that mountain, get in the ocean. Matthew 17, verse 20. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain. Get out of my way. Be moved. Get out of my life. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my finances. Get out of my business. And that mountain has no choice but to get out. Show it the door. Name it and shame it and say, get out of my life. I'm handing you the eviction notice. You're no longer going to live rent-free in my thoughts. You're no longer going to give rent, live rent-free rent free in my heart. Name it. Who are you? Who is that mountain this morning? Stand with me this morning, church. It's time to get some freedom back in your life. It's time to beat the bully this morning. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. Who are you, mighty mountain? Who are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? Who are you, mighty mountain, before Mark Percy? You will become rubble. You shall be torn down. You shall get out of my way if you have the faith of a mustard seed. Just a pinch, just a little bit, just enough. You just have one step in you. Take that step this morning and say, I'm not going to let that mountain shout at me anymore. Because you know what? The mountain might have a megaphone and it might be declaring all sorts of stuff over your life this morning. But I'm telling you, the person of faith has a microphone and that microphone is plugged into the PA system of heaven. And if you agree with God this morning, it shall be done. If you can get a yes and amen in your spirit this morning, every promise of freedom, of liberation, of, of acceptance and approval, it shall be yours, that mountain this morning. It might be shouting you down and you might think all I've got to offer back is a whisper. But as you whisper into the microphone of faith, it echoes through the hallways into the throne room of grace of God and all of heaven starts to align. Angels clothed in fighting armor begin to march in the spiritual realm and say, we're gonna pull down. Who are you, mighty man? mountain before, before Zerubbabel. You will be made level. You shall be, you will beat the bully this morning. We thank you, Jesus. Right now, it is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by your Holy Spirit. And we immerse ourselves in the bucket of God this morning. And we soak up all the goodness that you have for us. And we prophesy to every mountain, Everything that is opposing the sons and daughters of God, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit and faith, 
Get out of my life. Get out of the way. You shall become level ground in Jesus' name. Let's worship together, church. But if you want to respond in faith, we'd love to pray with you on the altar this morning. Come on, beat the bully. Don't take it any longer. No more. Who are you, mighty mountain? Get out of my life in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.